Welcome to XX Will Travel, a podcast for independent women travelers. I'm Inez Bellina. And I'm Kathy Polkerbeck. And together we are XX Will Travel. Today we have special guest Rosamund Lannan. The product of nine years in San Francisco and eight years in St. Paul, Rosamund Lannan is pleasantly surprised to have lived in Chicago for over a decade. During that time, she has edited Gaper's Block, Rest in Peace, performed stories around the city, and consumed many carne asada burritos. And some lomo and cebollado ones, too. Lomo and cebollado is my new favorite. That yeah. will not be a part of today's podcast. <laughs> I mean, it might be. I don't know. <laughs> These days, she co-hosts Lady Live Lit Show Misspoken, edits Story Club Magazine, and tries to write essays that make you feel things, or at the very least, laugh. So, welcome, Rose. Hello. 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 All right. So, today's episode is an extremely exciting one because we are going to talk about food. And I think Yay. at this point, yeah, our audience knows that I will bring up food at any time, on any subject. I think we both bring up food a lot. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> food is just constant. We're both healthy eaters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also a healthy eater. And you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm like, are you okay? Like, do you need help? Like, I could always eat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I get really like, and this isn't fair, maybe, but I get worried when people are like, no, I'm good. I ate before. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not only are we going to talk about food, but we're specifically going to talk about cheap eats because Rose has a lot to say about this. I feel like Kathy does too. I do as well. So we'll just start going. So Rose, what constitutes a good cheap eat for you? So I think cheap, like my definite addition of cheap has changed a little bit as I've gotten older and gotten somewhat less cheap myself. Mm -hmm. But I would say cheap is like under $10. Okay. You know, yeah. ideally like under five, that was probably my standard for a while. But now yeah. I'm like, you're 30. You can spend $10, you can spend, you can yeah. spend $10 on some food. The cheaper, the better. But like, it's also kind of like a value thing, like deliciousness to cheapness. Like the ratio is like really good. Um, it's funny though. It is true that I feel like with every decade... You're allowed to put in a little bit I think two more of a limit. Yes. Yeah, two dollars <laughs> a decade. Maybe that says something about me that it's only two dollars. Like your definition of cheap can go up by two dollars every decade. Yeah, like, it's an unofficial math theorem. <laughs> so, can you remember a specific trip where you discovered the joy of cheap eating? I mean, I don't think I had a specific trip. I guess I mean I you know I didn't grow up with a ton of money, so like I you know we ate cheap a lot growing yeah. up. Not cheap, bad. Like cheap. As I'll go on to say, I don't think cheap means bad food, and I don't think you should mess around with cheap bad food because that's you know you shouldn't mess around with bad food ever like, right <laughs> it's too short to eat like bad food i think so since we're talking about like independent women travelers i think probably in college was when i started to really like explore on my own cheap food a little bit more like it wasn't just you know rolling with my mom or something like that i went to Loyola university which is right by devon avenue garib noir it's really bare bones it is not you do, it has gotten better in recent years. You don't go there for the ambiance, though. But, like, it's Indian food, like, really good, fresh Indian food for, like, $1 to $5. It is the cheapest, yeah. best deal I've ever found. I just remember being like, whoa, that's really cheap. So pretty much there, like, I'd say in college it was 50-50, Gareem Noir and McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Under the Loyola L-Stop. And I will tell you my college McDonald's order because I'm still appalled at it. Oh, so do this it. was before the days of the McDouble. This was the... Um, 
the days of the double cheeseburger was still a dollar. So it'd be a double cheeseburger, a McChicken, and a medium fries. Wow. Whoa. $3. $3.22. Man! <laughs> $3.22. And then for Gareeb Noir, I would, I'd usually do like a, a protein, like chicken tikka masala, or maybe butter chicken, or like something, and then a vegetable, like chana masala. And I'd get naan and rice, and that was like under $5, and it was amazing. Yeah. Oh and they God. have El Unico is over there, too. El Unico, I've heard, is really good. Yes. It's a, it's a grocery store, like a Latin American grocery grocery store with a restaurant in the back. The grocery stores with restaurants in the back are so good. They are. are. <laughs> like, they if you are. find yourself on one of those, just, like, stay in there. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But it's, like, a pen... Pen Latin America explosion of deliciousness for under five dollars. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I feel college is usually the time when, when the cheap food... Tour starts to begin. Yes. You don't have a lot of money. And like, yeah. I didn't really cook in college. Maybe some people were better about that than me, but I was not into cooking until like my mid twenties. And so I was like, oh, this is this is perfect. Yeah, yeah. When I was in college, I went to college in Montreal, and I had no idea of Middle Eastern cuisine Ooh. or really of any Asian cuisine beyond Chinese. That's interesting because I hadn't eaten. I actually grew up eating a lot of like I eat a lot of like real Chinese food growing up, yeah. but I'd never eaten Indian food really until I yeah. moved to Chicago. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was like a, a mind broaden it like I'd maybe had it a couple times in Minnesota but like not a ton and now it was like a cheap and abundant and everywhere and I was like yes yeah, yeah I and that's feel, how it starts I feel yeah. like Indian food is like a college experience yeah <laughs> no it's interesting it, it kind of is it's not like I never had it but it was so abundant here and amazing you know yeah but. and you could get it same thing with me and the uh euros which in Montreal they were called shishtauks Three blocks away from my place, there was a super cheap shishtauk place, and the guys loved me because we would have the same conversation every single time. Where are you from? Peru. Beirut. No, Peru. South America. Not Lebanon. No. Wow. Ah, free potatoes. I'm like, oh, me. Let's just keep going with this. Yeah, keep going. It's like, I could be from Beirut. Does it matter? That's and, awesome. And there would also be uh, an... An old dude who at 3 a.m. would start making pad thai on the corners of St. Laurent and Prince Arthur, which is kind of like a very, or it was back in the day, a very kind of transited college place to hang out, you know, full with bars and stuff. So when you were stumbling out of 3 a.m., the pad thai guy would be there. That's amazing. And he actually made so much money from this that he now has his own restaurant. Wow. Wow. So that's a little heartwarming story about how cheap eats can make people's dreams come true. Totally. <laughs> so besides the surrounding areas of Loyola campus, <laughs> where in the U.S. have you discovered the best cheap food? This is kind of controversial, but I think New York's oh. the best. I know. I feel so guilty saying this, but I would explain how <laughs> Chicago... This is an instructional manual for Chicago. This is how Chicago could become the best. <laughs> do tell. Do tell. Do tell, yeah. So... I think it's because we kind of screwed up on food trucks for a long time. Oh, yes. that's true. That's kind of my main, this is my, my thesis of why I think New York is better. And also, New York has five for a dollar dumpling and sesame pancake places. They do. And we don't have that here. I know there's like that pot sticker place in Bridgeport, which I have yet to go to, but like, we don't have it like until when once we get five for a dollar dumplings, yeah. then I think we're gonna be better than New York. So I'm giving Chicago <laughs> we're just like, like a almost mid- there. We're so close. Yeah. And also, like, we didn't have food trucks forever, and New York's always had amazing, like, really good street food type stuff. Yeah. And it's I feel true. like that's what kind of 
puts New York above us. Chicago politics, hard at work, preventing food trucks. <laughs> and education. What? <laughs> <laughs> Making it weird. Um, yeah. But um, also New York has slices way more than we do. That is true, and that is what I most miss about New York. Sorry. No, you got really passionate for saying. Yeah, okay. go on. Dumplings in the dollar slice are what are putting New York above us. And also, because I have to shout, so, so my uncle actually has a food cart in New York. It's called Magdy's. It's M-A-G-D-Y apostrophe S. <laughs> that's by Grand Central Station and his stuff is really good and cheap and like basically food carts have been around there forever and they've had time to refine themselves yes. I'm not saying the food carts here aren't really good but they're not everywhere they're well, like pretty much just downtown and in select neighborhoods it's like that's why I feel like new and also five for a dollar dumplings like I can eat dumplings till I die so <laughs> yeah yeah, they're really good also New York has better bagels oh yeah we have a few good ones but oh. like and bagels are always cheap I've yeah. never like had a bagel for over like $5. Yeah. Like, bagels are kind of a God-given right in New York. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. then, I, I, in the in the whole bagel debate, I am very pro the Montreal bagel. I was going to ask you about that when you said Montreal. Did you eat good bagels in college? Yes, I ate fantastic bagels, and to me, they're way superior than the New York bagel. To be fair, I feel the New York bagel is superior to the ones here. Like, yeah, here, you really can't find good ones. There's places Rather. that are good, but there's, like, I like Reno, which isn't, like, yeah. a traditional bagel, but they're good. Because they make Montreal-style bagels. Do they? Oh. They do. Oh. So I that's don't. actually my one little, um, like, that. when I go for bagels, I go to Reno. Nice. It's, it's usually after my appointment with my therapist. So after I cry. Do you need comfort food? I go and get a car bomb. <laughs> I do like that all the time. All the time. Like, um, well, after I read doctor's apartment, I'm like, well, that sucks. Like, what am I going to eat? You know, yeah. Donuts! Yeah. I just got back from LA and I can't Ooh. say enough about Leo's taco truck on La Brea and Venice. We got four tacos for four dollars. They're open what? from yeah, yeah. Open from ten a.m. <laughs> Sound of my chair scraping and just like leaving the room. Yeah, <laughs> there there are lines down the street, but they move super quickly. The best is the Al Pastor, mm. which they <laughs> yeah, like, solid. It's like too much. Like mm. they they carve it right in front of you. They're just grilling stop. it in front of you. They carve it off. Just they have stop. a little pineapple mounted on the top. They carve your type your slice of pineapple. The thing about LA I noticed is. And my friends confirmed is that people speak Spanish, like blonde hair, blue eyed ladies just go to the taco truck and speak Spanish. Whereas in Chicago, I felt if I did that, I'd be pretentious. But there, they're just like, all right, carne asada. And so it was my friends, Adriana, Susana, Melanie, Lorraine, and I was dubbed Cathita by the taco <laughs> guy. And we went there every day. So it was like, of course. Casita, al pastor yeah. tacos, you know? Um, so. I only feel like it's pretentious if you're... In, if your language kind of sucks. Like, if you're good at a language, I think you should go for it. Also, saying carne asada, that's fine. In my mind, that's, like, synonymous with English. I mean, in my vocabulary, yeah, like, like, that's so well established for me. But, I'm like, I don't feel weird about it, you But know? they would ask me for my order in Spanish. Where if I go to a taco oh, joint no. here, they're like, what do you want? Huh. And they would ask me what I wanted in Spanish, and most of the time, I'd just say, like, el mismo que ella, you know? <laughs> and that would be fine. Aww. And they were like, okay. And then if I looked like I was having issues, which I... <laughs> didn't because I just kept repeating that phrase. They'd be like, what do you want? Which sort of happened to other people, but not to me. No, because you're Kathy, Kathita. Kathita. I like it. So, yeah, you should check it out in LA for sure. No, I totally will. Yeah. So where in the world have you found good cheap food? So I haven't internationally traveled as much as some people, but probably my favorite cheap food was in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. It was in Taipei. I went to Taipei right after college and 
it was pretty amazing and it was really cheap like it was like 10 pot stickers for like a dollar cheap and then yeah. there'd be like tofu and like fried noodle dishes there's other influences there as well like there's like sometimes indian food or like thai food and mm -hmm. stuff like that and it was like ridiculous cheap or like a giant bowl of like wonton soup for like a dollar you know yeah. kind of a yeah. thing from like a stall and we went to night markets there and it was pretty great. Oh, no, Asia. I was just going to say, go Asia. It's the yeah. cheap food capital of the world. Yeah. yeah. They know. They definitely have it down to a science. Yeah, <laughs> it was so fast. It was, and also, they had this beer there. I think it's just called Taiwan Beer. And it's like the Budweiser of Taiwan, we decided. And, like, it was a dollar a can. And it was, yeah. like, it was perfect. I was like, I can eat a ton of fried dumplings and, like, cheap beer for $2. That's and very beautiful. Drink it on the street. And drink it on the street. No one cared about that either. And then there was a breakfast, like, a little a woman selling, like, baked goods like from down from the hotel mm -hmm. and she I still can't find like I've googled them but like they're like eggs scallion like long pastry type things they were like savory though mm -hmm. and those were like 35 cents like when we figured it out I yeah. was like like we'd buy two and get like change back from the dollar and I was like wow. I, can't, I can't even deal with this so, I know <laughs> so probably like Taipei is probably internationally like, the best place but I also think I you know I'd like to travel more internationally yeah. so I'm sure there's more I know there's more out there, but as you're saying, Asia is really good. Yeah, yeah. I loved the food in Vietnam, and like, yes. as an even cheaper tip, I guess. So we were on a tour, this woman I was traveling with, and they dropped us off at a restaurant, and she said, no, 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 we're not eating here. We're going to go across the street, because there are real people over there eating, yeah. and it's crowded, and it's going to cost half as much and be twice as delicious. Don't follow what your tour guides tell you. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. I think that's a big thing, like talking to people who actually live there or like real people is kind of the key to it. Because I feel like real people care, you know, like want cheap, delicious food, whereas yeah. tourism stuff is more like we're trying to get you to spend a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. I So for me, I've been to Southeast Asia, and I agree that it's oh, wow. like a great, cheap uh, capital. I have to say, I feel Latin America in general... Is, is good really good for cheap food but i think the main problem with um south america or at least what i've seen more specifically in peru is that one there are certain like stomach issues I probably wouldn't be as worried for example for people if they're maybe in brazil or in argentina okay. peru is one of those places where everyone gets sick unless you're from peru i don't Whoa. know we probably have some like crazy stomach worm <laughs> like some eternal stomach worm that lives there and that we're immune to everything else. It's not, I don't even know if it's like a case of unsanitary necessarily, no, the water. It's, yeah. It's, but it just always like kind of makes people's stomach dies. But to be fair, it's only for a couple of days and then you're fine and then you'll never get sick again. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. It's like so you a, just have to like break your stomach in. Basically. Yeah, exactly. It's like a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> but with, um, with, I mean, Lima especially it being such a foodie kind of destination, you can get really good food, you know, at very high end prices, but also really good food at very, very, very cheap prices. Tell me about the cheap food there. I know the cheap food there. Um, so first of all, if you're a fan of ceviche, like just the like yes. cevicherias, the tiny little holes in the wall where all they do oh, is serve ceviches are really amazing. good. We're also big on sandwiches, I just sandwiches. sandwiches in general. Do you put green beans on them? Is that a Peruvian thing? Or no, is that somewhere else? That's the do, do you put mayo on hot dogs? Or an avocado yes. on hot dogs? Okay. I was we trying are, to remember this. So our hot dogs, because first of all, we're fans of mayo. This whole idea that I was supposed to be disgusted by mayo that I learned like once I lived in North America. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know where it comes from. Why are people like this when it comes to mayo? <laughs> Who brought it? I'm also yeah. like very pro-mayo. I right? know. Like, 
I will do the French fries with mayo oh God, thing. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> it, it was probably some French missionary who brought yeah. mayo to Peru to the masses. Or like on me, have like a healthy slick of mayo on them. Like, yeah. I'm so, there's so many times when I'm pro mayo. Like I can't even like, yeah. yeah. And so our hot dogs will usually have mustard, mayo, oh, yeah. ketchup, ají, which is our spicy sauce, which is also uh, mayo based, by the way. So it's like mayo on top of more mayo. We just want to like cover all your mayo but, bases. Yeah. But <laughs> Japanese people love mayo too. They do, yeah. Like, and there's a lot of Asian cultures like mayo. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah, Maybe we just missed the boat, America. Yeah, I don't know. Pull it together, America. Get your mayo. This is together. how you make America great again. <laughs> like, like not racism and terrible integration policies. No. It's mayo. It's mayo. But you know, and just in general. So yeah, sandwiches we're really big on, and just kind of our traditional food. Like Peruvians have. We've gotten used to eating really well at very cheap prices. So even if you try to put something expensive, people will For like, no. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of happening now because of the food scene yeah. and because it's a huge, you know, draw for tourists. But I go there being like, I've heard of this amazing restaurant that I read in Food and Wine magazine. And my friends will be like, it's fine. And I'm like, what do you mean Whoa. it's fine? It's tasty, but it's so expensive that it's not worth and it. And when you know yeah. you can get tastier even cheaper. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it goes back to like the real people thing. Like people who actually like are there day in, day out. Like they know what's going to be good and not good. You know? you have that experience yeah since we touched upon unsanitary things yes i have peruvian superpowers that prevent me from getting sick rose does not i don't seem to care or i can't (laughs) you're like this is terrible i can't think of a time when i've been like "Ooh, i should watch out for that so there's a bon me place in chicago that will remain nameless because i want people to go there are you gonna tell us later though yeah okay okay Um, i'll I'll probably slip up and tell you in like two minutes they got shut down for a bunch of health code violations it did i just laughed because it didn't shock me at all i was like oh. oh yeah like and it's it's really good as soon as they opened again i just went right back in there i, I think like, it's fine i think like, it's the one by my house if it, we're are we talking about the one that might be by western and lawrence uh-huh yeah it's that one the thing because i thought about it and i remember being in there and seeing stuff like sitting out on heat trays i'm like i it's probably not a good idea like yeah. i can think of totally think of stuff where i was like that's not very clean looking and so i guess what would probably like what what should I look out for? Actually, this is a good yeah. one. You guys should tell me, because I'm dumb. And, like, I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. And then, like, two days later, I'm like, oh, that was foolish. <laughs> if we're talking about the same by me place, it's packed all the time. It's super good. Right? And that's why I was like, oh, they're shut down. And I kind of looked what they were shut down for. And I'm None like, of it shocked me. I was exactly. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's about correct. And I was like, that's easily fixable. And then right when they opened, it was packed again. So yeah. I was like... I'm glad everybody else had the same, like, whatever feeling. Exactly. I so I just kind of look for, like, if no one had gone to it after it that's reopened. A, I think that's probably a pretty good point. Like, if people keep getting sick, like, it's going to, you know, yeah. it will eventually, ta- hopefully, like, take care of itself. And, like, the food turns over pretty fast if you have that many people going through a space. So Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's always that. If it's packed, and if it's packed with people that look local... Yeah. Then you're probably fine. You're probably fine. Exactly. Because yeah. they wouldn't go back if like they don't want to get sick either. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always worry when a, a restaurant is kind of empty or it's only a tour group. Yeah. And then you're like, then 
that means that the tour company just has this like relationship with the restaurant and isn't that weird like how tour company i mean it's not weird but it's always like i'm like all right they have a deal with it they're gonna recommend places you know i actually had a pretty crappy meal in new orleans and it was totally recommended by like a tour guide and i was like oh stop proving me right yeah (laughs) where was it can you tell us yeah i'll I'll show you there i'll throw them under the bus now i'm trying to remember the name of it it was called like a woman's name it was like daisies or something and they had po boys and it was just terrible it was like yeah a little overpriced and terrible and like even worse than cheap bad food is overpriced bad food. Yes, it makes me so de- true. Deeply sad. Like top five things that I get like really upset about is like I paid too much for this and it sucked. Yes, like, we've kind of talked about uh, street markets in Asia. Yeah. And I feel like there is this whole fetish of the street market now in the travel yes. world. Yeah, it's very popular. And I feel like since yeah. I went there in like 2007, I feel like I was like a little ahead of the curve. Right. And now like night markets are like everywhere. And they are amazing. Like that's where yeah. we ate like every night because mm-hmm. it was, there's so much variety and it was like this walking, you know, amazing yeah. buffet of food. Yeah. But you are a fan of fast food joints. Yeah. Abroad. Me too. So So tell us more. Okay. <laughs> There's one thing I want to be like super clear about with this. I don't like going to them abroad because I'm like that's not the like I really like local food. Like I, yeah. I'm very un like I love pretty much everything food wise. So because I remember I do think it's lame if you're going there. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna be really judgy for yeah, a second. Yeah. If you're in another country, like don't just like go like eat what you'd eat normally. Right. right. But oh, what yeah. I do think it's fascinating is like I like seeing local takes on stuff that, you know, is pretty much America is American yeah. food. So I watched this special on the Travel Channel, uh, basically about like how other fo- other countries adapt their fast food menus. And I love it because it's it really shows you what the population's actually interested in. Yeah. Yes. Like I remember for like Subway, they'd like smear avocado and fried beans on it and stuff like that like they basically were making it a torta which i thought was amazing um, i went to mcdonald's in hawaii because i really wanted a haupia pie uh-huh because they do you guys know what haupia is no no it's it- like a coconut pudding oh it's good Ooh. so it was like a pie like the you know the deep fried mcdonald's flaky like you get an apple pie but it had coconut pudding in it and i thought that was awesome i like to see what the market is for other stuff and also i just think it's weird and interesting to like yeah see, like see like <laughs> what's popular in other countries. Like, I think it tells you stuff about the population. Yes. And um, also, I love fast food. So there. Yes. I, mean, I don't eat it that often because, you know, I don't really want to die. But, like, I mean, it's popular for a reason. I like to patronize local chains kind yes. of for the same I reason. I love local chains. Yes. Enormous yes. reason for that because it's new and interesting. And right? Like, yes. Tell me your local chains. Okay. So, mine are mostly Japanese, but there's, That's okay. <laughs> there's a place called Most Burger. Okay. And the burgers, there are no buns, but the bun... There are buns, but it's not bread. It's like a compressed grilled rice patty. Like, that's what your burger is. The meat is in between. Whoa. So I love most burger. Um, I love Mr. Donut in Japan. I love Mr. Donut. They have that in Taiwan. That's the next yes. thing I was going to mention. <laughs> yes. It's so cute, and it's good, and, and you, it's cheap. Do you and, get like, prizes in Taiwan? Can you collect points for prizes? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly, I have to go back and find it. I love Mr. Donut. Their advertising is so cute. It's adorable. It's like Asia in a nutshell. Like, everything adorable about everything Asia. Has a face. All the oh, donuts have a face and a personality. And I'm like, this is so cute. And it's, it's not super intimidating. Like, no, when my not. mom came into Japan... She was really hit hard by culture shock, and I was like, let me take you somewhere. And we walked into Mr. Donuts, and she smelled the coffee, and she goes, home. (laughs) So, and then she had a donut with um, egg salad in the middle, and it was not like home, and she wanted to leave. But 
Oh, I would totally eat a donut with egg salad. Right? I'm like, Speaking of that weird sounds stuff, delicious. I was like, <laughs> weird mayo-based stuff. Exactly. Yeah, oh my gosh, just keep coming back to mayo. No, I would totally, that's the thing, I like the takes on it, and like things you wouldn't do in America with fast food that you would totally do there. Like, I find that really interesting. Like, a good example of that is KFC in Japan. They love it, and that, they like to celebrate Christmas. Like, Japanese, most Japanese people are not Christian, but they have a Christmas dinner. KFC sells Christmas dinners, and it's a bucket of chicken and, like, a soda and sides and a Christmas cake. Oh, my God. Because they do not have cookies, and so you have to order way in advance, and everybody orders a Christmas dinner from KFC, and there's something in the vernacular. (laughs) Christmas cake has taken on kind of a negative thing, because if a woman is not married... By the time she's 25, they call her Christmas cake because after the 25th, it's Whoa. no good. Whoa! Whoa. That wow! Was, that's, like, really young. I mean, we don't start with that crap until at least 29. I know. <laughs> I feel like 30 is, like, the cutoff when you start to get uncomfortable social yeah. pressure. <laughs> but see, I love that, though. I love that there's a weird food-based, like, you know, yeah. like, incredibly sexist standard. <laughs> like, someone says Christmas cake, now I'm just going to punch them. Right? Them. And it's like, they, they took it, they're like, we love American KFC. And then they're like, but we're going to change it to suit our cultural yeah. Like mores. Preferences. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, when you see that in all around the world, I mean, in Peru, when McDonald's came, yes. they had, what is it? They only had Coke products, right? Yeah. But they kept being at a loss in Peru because they wouldn't serve Inca Cola, which is our, like, national soda. Yeah. At the beginning, McDonald's was like, no, like, we have to have only Coke products. There's no exception whatsoever. But finally, they realized that until they started serving in Coca-Cola, no one was going to freaking go to right. McDonald's. But I think that's, so that's what they ended though. up doing. And I think they actually ended up buying in Coca-Cola. Like, Coca-Cola ended up buying in Coca-Cola. <laughs> to captivate the to market. Coke's like, screw it. We gotta do well in South America. Yeah, it's crazy. And also, I remember in our, this is also McDonald's base, but, um, McDonald's in Argentina is actually, freakishly good and the reason for that that. is because there's a law in argentina that says you can't sell any beef within the country that isn't argentinian beef that's amazing so you are actually getting a patty of argentinian beef as opposed to like pink slime slime. wow that sounds so much better see but i love finding out stuff like that i feel like (laughs) through the lens of fast food you find out interesting stuff about the country so that's funny that you said kfc because kfc was my other taiwan example Oh my god, Taiwan loves KFC. Like, yeah. Asian countries love KFC. Vietnam loves KFC, too. It's crazy. They did. Uh-huh. I Fried chicken a, is so, so popular. Yeah. yeah. I have a great picture of my time in Vietnam, which is, like, it was in an avenue. We were walking there, and the whole avenue had, you know, um, kind of the typical communist flag, like, red with the... Is it their flag? Maybe it's their flag. But red with the hammer and the sickle. sickle. Yeah. And right behind it, KFC. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm like, that's Vietnam in a nutshell. The, wow. the colonel, they think the colonel has a resemblance to Ho Chi Minh. I can totally see that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's that's a theory of why KFC took off in Vietnam. I guess Uncle Ho was telling you it was okay. That's amazing. But see, I love weird apocryphal, like... KFC yeah. stuff like that, like hearing like a little personal thing of like Ho Chi Minh and Colonel Sanders. Yeah, yeah, and I saw him. I saw his embalmed corpse, and I was like, "Oh, Colonel Sanders, I see it." <laughs> yeah. So the thing with KFC in Taipei is that so we kept seeing these ads for like this special thing they were doing, which was 
it was KFC, it was chicken fingers that you roll in like a sauce. Like a, it was either like a cheese or mayo based mm. sauce. And yeah, I'm already there. I was like, yeah, all right. But uh, <laughs> I was like, I sh- but then you rolled it in puff rice. Ooh. And so we basically decided that like we had to go because we're like, this is amazing. And like KFC was packed and we did it and like, it was good. It was, yeah. it was good. It gave yeah. it like an extra layer of crunch, you know, right. and we love that. Like, we're like, are they seriously rolling fried chicken and rice? Like how <laughs> rice is making its way into like everything. Like yes. that is ridiculous, but I love it. And it was like, it was like a snack food and it was like, it was kind of awesome and trashy and it, it was really good. Awesome. And I will give one shout out to Tim Hortons. I love Tim Hortons. Which yes. is, they're now in the U.S., so I feel a little less special. But Timbits! I love my Timbits. They're good. They're I'm good. Definitely, when I go to Toronto, as I brought up when I came in, um, I'm definitely going to make a stop there. Yes. Like yeah. It's, it's super solid. Totally. Yeah. And because I mostly remember Peruvian fast food joints, yeah. if you like burgers, go to Bimbos. Okay. Which is just a, kind of our burger fast food chain but they have all sorts of crazy types of um of hamburgers you know like they have a hawaiian hamburger with a pineapple on top and a french hamburger which has like um like a you know mushrooms and whatever you know they get fancy fancy but also you're gonna want to do some rotisserie chicken and for that you're gonna go to pardos which is laced with crack, or at least that's what I think, because it is highly, highly addictive. I love rotisserie chicken. I know. Oh, and I can it. can we give a local, well, not local, a U.S. shout out to In and Out Burger since it yes. kind of yeah. it's foreign to us. It is because it's so good. It's so good. Have you guys had it? Yes. yes. Okay, so what's your order there? I don't even know. <laughs> You're like, I just go in there and it's all a blur. I, yeah, I'm, I'm like. like Double double. Yeah, double. yeah. I guess it's the double double, right? Because that's the one that the double. You want comes the double to like a normal size burger because yeah. they're kind of small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're small because they're hand padded. Yes, <laughs> In-N-Out Burger is amazing. I love In-N-Out Burger. Um, double double animal style. I really like getting animal style, which is with special sauce and onions right. on it. And I like getting the fries well done. And I love that you can get the fries well done. And also, In-N-Out pays their workers fair wages. Yes, health insurance. Yeah. Like, stop being so perfect, In-N-Out Burger. Once I made, I was on a work trip, but I. <laughs> a lot of money for a cab to take me there and I just expense it because I was like if I had eaten at the hotel this is what it would have exactly. cost me I so. really like that I love sneaking in stuff on business I hope my employer's not listening right now but I love, <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to travel with my new job so whatever I love sneaking in stuff like that on business trip expenses I know and I think that's totally legit and I am proud of you that you took a cab for in and out yeah. thank you I just consider it another benefit it, you yeah, know right <laughs> So let's talk grocery stores because oh you're also like going to them. When Me you too. Grocery stores are great. So I just like going grocery shopping in general. Mm-hmm. Like I really, really love going grocery yeah, shopping. Me too. It makes me really happy. Like I really like to browse and like see what's up. And I like going to grocery stores. I haven't gotten to a lot abroad. So in Taiwan, I don't think they're they don't really have supermarkets in Asia, really, right? Or do they? This is something you can answer um, for me. In, in Japan, they do, and okay. in Korea, they do. In Taiwan, I never really. But I think I was. In, I think for the most part, like you have Taipei still proper. a lot of like fruit and vegetable stands. Yeah, yeah fruit and vegetable stands. So yeah. I like doing that. And again, I mean, I wash the fruit, and I assume right. that's fine. I'm just like I'm like I don't worry about this as much as I should. But I like it because a I'm always hungry, and I yeah. always like to have snacks around like all the time. And it's a lot cheaper. And I find like yes. if you can do one meal a day or at least one yeah. or two meals a day, like with your groceries, you're gonna save so much money. And right. I really like. Doing that and like so it's it's that it's cheap it's it's definitely a cheap food and like 
grocery stores are just super fun to go in other places because yes. they just have so much stuff you're not used to seeing. Yeah. And like, usually, this is going to sound weird too, but I like sometimes the selection smaller because America has enormous grocery stores. But I like seeing what they do and don't have. And other grocery yeah. stores are like that one sad box of mac and cheese that's like dusty <laughs> in the back, oh. like you know, where it's like the stuff that people never buy, but you can tell they carry it because they're like maybe someday someone will want this. Some foreigner will walk Some in. Some foreigner will walk in and be like, I really miss craft and grab it, or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love going, I really like going grocery shopping in new places, and I just like seeing weird local stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, even just going to, like, Michigan or something like that, I like seeing, like, the stuff, like, local foods, and I love when they mark when food's local, because I'm always curious about that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I like and, that. And I like grocery stores are some of my favorite places to pick up souvenirs. Yes. Because you never know, like, that exotic flavor of Kit Kat is going to make someone oh really <laughs> happy. Our friends brought back so many exotic flavors of Kit Kats. Yes. We made the creme brulee ones, like, mm -hmm. in their oven, and, like, they were matcha green tea ones, oh. and there were wasabi ones, which were pretty good, and I feel like food is such a good gift. Yes. Because, yes. like, People are going to use it. And and I feel like you, I, nobody really needs more stuff, but exactly. like everyone's always happy to see a Kit Kat. It is. My best grocery store experience in the world was at a Carrefour in Dubai. Oh my god! Oh, because Carrefour. it was um, it was in a in one of their crazy so nostalgia. You're like, oh. I know, yeah. It was in one of their crazy malls, and as everything in Dubai, it was over the top. Like there were fresh seafood, like fish were staring at me. There's every fruit you could ever ask for. There was a bakery. There's a huge section of just random souvenirs. And I was losing it and taking so many pictures that people were like, What's the matter with her? And all I could do is be like No, I love it. I love yeah. everything about it. People could I would just be like, Oranges and people <laughs> would back away and like keep their take their children with them. But that's what really turned me on to grocery stores where I was like, these places are the best and well, I need to see all of them. And I like seeing, like, we keep kind of coming back to this, but what do people who live there do day in, day out? Yes. Like, everybody has to go to the grocery store. So I think, like, you get a better sense. It's a very untouristy activity to do, but I love it. It's more but, like, it's like an anthropological study. It totally, yeah. it totally yeah. is. And I feel like grocery shopping in America is arguably, like, its own anthropological study as well. So true. Yeah. Well, when I was in Vietnam, uh, my ex at the time, or my boyfriend at the time, had forgotten his swimsuit uh -oh. so we had to go to a mall to get it but that's amazing right mm -hmm. but we got to see yeah. exactly how people in vietnam go to malls we got to see a vietnamese mall and also they had a great food court which is where yes. i had fall for food the first time asia were and it was amazing freaking amazing yeah. i was like having this very um spiritual experience with this fall that i just picked up in the food court because it was our first day Aww. we were so hungry and we just wanted to get like this swimsuit issue <laughs> Like yes. fixed, yeah. fixed right away. It was a great introduction to the country. <laughs> no, it totally is. And mall, like food, I didn't even remember this up, but food court, food in Taiwan is like amazing. Like go to yeah. a mall food court. Like when my friend, I was asking a friend for advice and she was like, oh, go to a food court. And I had like katsu with a fried egg on it with yes. like rice with like a million little Yo. pickled sides. And it was like $7 or yes. something ridiculous like that. It was great. Yeah. So. Actually, this is more of a Chicago shout out, but if you happen to be visiting our lovely city, the John Boo Market. John Boo is so good. Which is not too far away from my place where we're recording. We can actually walk right now. We can. We should take this on the road. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a Korean uh, supermarket, and they also have a tiny, tiny little food court in the back that has seriously the best Korean food I've had in the city, especially because it's like being cooked by, I swear to God, a 125 year old woman. Yeah. Huh? It's like her yeah. and then the lady at the cash register. Yeah. But it's good time. I really yeah. like, um, their chicken wings are amazing there. They have these like lollipop chicken wings where they like, like 
I don't know what they do. They like split the the bone and like put the meats at the top, and it's like incredibly crunchy, and it's like in a sweet soy sauce. Yeah, and you get a ton for like it's eight dollars, but you get like two pounds of chicken wings yeah. in like wow. a takeaway container. That or like japchae mm-hmm. or um, the noodles or kimbap. I also love jangbu. It's yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe we've already covered it, but what was your best cheap food experience? <laughs> My best cheap food experience? Um, probably, like, most recently, so this kind of goes with the grocery store thing, too. I went to Hawaii over Christmas because things are great sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there is this dish that's really common, or common there called poke. So poke is like a raw tuna salad, like really good, like sushi grade raw tuna chopped up and you usually eat it over rice. And then there's variations on that. You know, you can have it spicy or like just in a little bit of sauce or like no sauce, but these usually sesame seeds. Um, it's really, really, really good. It's kind of like eating a giant sushi roll deconstructed. <laughs> it's, it's delicious and it's super fresh. And so we, um, I went there and stayed with my boyfriend's family who lives in Honolulu because they're from there. Mm-hmm. And um, we drove around the entire island one day. So we drove around Oahu. Like, it was amazing. It's only like four hours to really drive around the island. So it's like not, it, it, but it was so lush and so beautiful. Yeah. And it was December and you were in the sun. It was yeah. and sunny. I was like, I'm wearing a dumb jacket. Like, so, <laughs> the poke thing was kind of funny because like me and my boyfriend were really obsessed with finding it, but no one else is that excited about it. So we were like, okay, we're going to make this quick. So we did a little like he did a little bit of googling and um vice's munchies series i don't know if you guys are familiar with that but yeah vice has a series called munchies where they like it's interesting food stuff it's like kind of lucky peach-esque where like yeah but um so i think what's his name action bronson he's like the guy who runs it he was he did this whole little video of how he went to this super at like off the side of the highway where they had like the best poke he's ever had and so we decided we had to get that poke yeah and so we're like driving along kamehameha highway and um we pull over and it's a super called I'm gonna Kahuku Superette and it's like a big gas station Superette at the side of the highway like it's a little grocery store and we got amazing poke there and we like ate it outside of a grocery store on like the patio tables and it was super fresh and it was delicious well, where else would you eat fish from a gas station yeah like, yeah <laughs> oh my god it was so good they just like they scooped it right in front of you and put it over like the steaming rice oh and my like gosh. I, yeah like yeah. i want some right now talking about it seriously <laughs> but it was super we got a spicy and the soy one and we actually liked the soy better i thought the spicy was like a, it was good but it was like a little too soupy almost yeah but it, they both were super good like no complaints we got like a side of kimchi or like some kind of mm. you know vegetable side and it was just and you can get like beer there too so i would think like if you were in less of a hurry get it and like eat it out find a beach to eat it yeah. out with like a can of beer and like call, call your day perfect it was great because it was like a gas station so it had like you know regular stuff too like chips and stuff but then it had a little deli counter in the back with poke there and it was amazing that right. sounds awesome that was pretty much i'm trying to think of how much that was i feel like that was like hovering around the ten dollar mark because it was like you're eating a, a lot of raw fish, but it was very cheap and it was very worth it. And you're on yeah. vacation, you can splurge. You're on vacation, <laughs> you can splurge. Yeah, it was super good. How about your worst cheap food experience? Um, my worst was in Taiwan, I think. So I went out with my boyfriend at the times boss, and he took us out for Italian food. Oh, um, this already just I know, like bad. Italian I know. food in Taiwan. Yeah, you're just like. Screech, like, stop right there. It was cheap in the sense that I wasn't paying for it, but it was not cheap, which almost made it worse. I'm kind of 
screwing up the definition, but it was cheaper since I didn't pay for it. And I actually asked, I was like, what are they trying to do? And, um, the answer I got was trying to make Italian food appeal to like an Asian market. Like the spices were so off, like they yeah. just weren't getting it. Like I was like, you're just not nailing it. And there was like way too much cheese. And I never say that. And it was like, <laughs> it was like mostly just the spices tasted really off. Like I was like, I don't know what you're trying for, but like you need to go make friends with like, you know, some oregano and basil and like garlic and stuff. So it just was bad. And I think it was like, it, it was like, it was trying really hard and not, not hitting the mark. So it's oh. probably the worst cheap food experience I've had. Yeah. Mine was this, I don't know if this counts as food, but I was in, <laughs> I was in Bali and my friend went to get us water, and she was like, hey, I got you the cheap water. Uh-oh. And I drank it. You don't it. want the cheap water. No! <laughs> That's the moral of the story! The moral of the story is water is not something you should cheap out. No! Water is not part of the Cheap Eat series, and I got so sick. I was oh, sick for no. months. Oh, no. For months. But I look so skinny in those pictures. I'm like, I look at them, and I'm like, yeah. You're like nailing it. I know. Yeah, like, I, all I had to do was like... Have, have diarrhea and throw up every day. Sexy weight loss. I know, yeah. I know. And I, my mom saw me like a month afterwards and she goes, you look so skinny! And I was like, I feel awful! <laughs> I have to, so in terms of just taste, I feel like every time I've had to eat at a roadside stop in the U.S., it's been awful. I agree. Absolutely. It's usually super bad. And you just get sad that you paid money for it. Right. And you also have no choice. It's not like there's, you know, a ton of... restaurants around it's right. basically exactly. like right. you're in the middle of nowhere and this is it well and I think that's the thing like predictability is like and I know I'm gonna I don't know I'm gonna get some flack for saying this but like I'm not pro fast food but like sometimes there's a thing to be said for, like how I'm like looking at your ceiling like there's predictability with that you know yes. Whereas, like sometimes there's like crappy and you're like I don't know I'm rolling the dice here you know kind of a thing well yeah. I got really sick in Vietnam too oh no and I yeah, went you're like on a roll I know yeah. right <laughs> I went to KFC because I was like, I know what I'm going to get. I know they have hygiene standards and it will help settle my stomach. And it worked. In terms of getting sick, the worst was definitely Peru where I had a sandwich from a stand and got E. coli. (gasps) Oh, no. no! That's terrible. I also looked amazing. (laughs) I feel like we're like dedging a territory where we're like, you know, we're not saying, but like if you want, (laughs) but it's like, but if you want to lose like a million pounds in two days, then E. coli is definitely what you want. Get the cheap water. The worst part though is that I actually kept eating at that stand because the sandwiches were that good. I respect you so much. I've never respected. No, and that's, that's the thing when you guys ask me like, how do you know if it's unsanitary? I'm like, oh, I'm like the wrong person to ask. And the thing is, I might go back. That's the problem. I know. Oh, it's terrible. But don't it's, be like us. Don't be like us and don't do this. And I think part of it is because people were still eating there. Yeah. Yeah, so you're like, maybe I just got a bad batch. It's exactly. an off day. I'm like so, like, I get so into food that I'm like willing to give it a shot again. Whereas my boyfriend's a lot smarter than me and he's like, no, like we had a bad experience. We're not doing this again. And I'm like, well, maybe one more time. Right. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, so I'm like everyone deserves a second chance. This is where I become Pollyanna. Right. I'm like, you're like, we have to forgive and forget. Well, to, to your point, my... One of my worst, again, when I got sick, food experiences was from a fancy coffee shop Ooh. in Mexico City. Yeah. It was like free trade, organic, right, right, everything. Right. And I got a torta and a cup of coffee, and it was, I'm pretty sure it was the meat in the torta oh. that made me sick. So then I was like, well, I can take a gamble and spend a lot of money, or. 
I could take a gamble and spend less money and no. probably have better food. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, right. that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I've definitely gotten sick from places that I was like, wow, that was very mid-priced. You know, kind yes. of like, I'm like, wow. And one of the worst, this is, I'm totally going off the rails here, but I'm just going to say it, because I still feel mad <laughs> about it. One of the worst food experiences I've ever had was when I, okay, I paid for a patty melt in, like, a downtown Chicago restaurant that was, like, in a hotel or something. I don't even remember where it was. And it was terrible. Like, it was just the worst. It was the sad, and I'm still mad that I didn't send yeah. it back. Like, as I get weird about something. I don't ever want to send food back because it feels like a dick move, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I was like, nope, I still regret not sending, like, patty melt from five years ago. Like, if you can hear me, <laughs> I should have sent you back. I paid, like, $15 for it. And I was, for me, I was like, that's, you know, it's a, a moderately fancy burger. And so I'm just saying, it's not just, I don't think cheap eats places should be like unfairly targeted right and you know don't, that don't that, get the cheap water <laughs> no you know that hotel was like this is for the tourists who are afraid to go outside exactly yeah. Yeah. it was like it was some there's food you eat like there's very specific context food you eat out of like necessity because you're there right you know what i mean we were like well yeah. i'm here this is my option this is what i'm gonna do and that was definitely fell in that category for the most part cheap food where it's at yeah oh, yes. yeah <laughs> yeah cheap food yeah is there anything else we might want to add? Can I talk about poke for like one more second? Yes! My Let's other talk about poke. poke experience, I didn't eat it here, but I really wanted to. It's about grocery stores, too. So there's this grocery oh, yeah. store chain in um, Hawaii called Foodland. Oh. And it's like very Asian influenced. Like there's tons of Asian stuff there. Like there was like yam bread and like like purple yam bread and like um, mochi and like mm. at the deli counter they had like five kinds of poke and like I it was amazing so I love Foodland because it's it's very the one I went to was like very small and crowded it was just interesting it was like a different yeah. experience and I was there a couple days before Christmas so it was like zero hour but I like seeing what zero hour looks like in Hawaii you know what <laughs> I mean I'm like alright Japanese grandmas what are you stocking up on right? you know, for like yeah. the holiday kind of a thing as long as it's not you at zero hour like if I can be an observer it's one Observer, it's hilarious. Yeah, like, I'm like, I don't have to buy a ham. This is great, you know, kind of a thing. But I'm trying to think about. Um, but yeah, the poke there looked amazing. So if you're in Hawaii, and I heard, I've heard it's really good. So if you're in Hawaii, I would definitely do yourself a favor, go to Foodland, pick up some snacks. Well, on that note, we are probably going to go eat now. Yay! <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for coming and for giving us all your tips and sharing your experiences. If you like us, please subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Podbean, or wherever other podcasts are sold <laughs> and not sold. Also, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like us, please leave us a review. And that is pretty much it. Go forth and travel. <laughs> <laughs>